0: Thank you for tuning in to Prodigal's Orthodox, a podcast sponsored by Prodigal Son Eastern Catholic Church, an inclusive and independent Eastern Catholic parish under the Omophorion of Ioannis Gregorios, the Metropolitan of the Eastern Rite Connection of the Convergent Christian Communion. Please join together with me as we start this podcast in a time of prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever, and into the ages of ages. Amen.
1: In our readings today our first reading is saying don't worry about fasting if you have good strong faith and if you're a good Christian fasting is not necessary and if someone chooses to fast don't pick on them and if someone doesn't choose to fast don't pick on them so essentially be a good person don't pick on people but then our second reading the reading from the gospel today says no, no, no. Fast. But don't act like you're fasting. Because acting like you're fasting is saying, oh, woe is me, and da-da-da, and I must be such a good Christian because I'm fasting. And you're not actually practicing the spiritual practice of fasting, which is to help us realize our humility and our, our mortality. When you fast, you're hungry. It reminds you that your body needs sustenance to live, and that without God, without The sustenance God gives us, we won't live. But I think the second part of the reading today is more important. In fact, quite often in Lent, I preach, and before Lent, as you know, I've been preaching about how if you're going to fast, don't brag about it. And I've been quoting this verse the whole time. So it's great that we hear it and all, but you guys have been hearing it for a month now, so I'm pretty sure you're tired about hearing how fasting is important but if you're going to fast don't brag about it um i think the, the second part is the most important part of the reading which ironically it feels like it was almost tagged on at the end as an afterthought but the words are so important so thank you jesus we understand that if we're going to fast during this season we need to do it in humility but do it in humility in secret not just figuring our faces and most of us know that verse. In fact, it's probably a very highly quoted verse throughout the year. Oh, fasting, da da da. So let's let's move on from that because we're going to talk about fasting a lot because it's Lent, right? Why don't we focus on the second part, the part that talks about, "Do not store up on earth what can be what can be taken away by thieves or rust or moths, but store up your your goodness, your 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 deeds that that are things that God would want you to do, not because we can earn our way into heaven, but because in the things we keep, in the treasures we keep, is where our heart is. It's such a beautiful and profound verse, but often, not only is it skipped throughout the year, it's skipped during Lent. And you know what? Whether you be Protestant or Orthodox, Eastern or Western, We talk about what we're giving up all the time during Lent. Whether it be the full fast of the hardcore, uh, hardcore Orthodox who say I'm essentially vegan throughout the entire season. Whether it be the Western Catholic fast where they go, we're vegan on Fridays, actually though we like fish. Or whether it be the Protestant option, which is I choose something that I know is some advice for me and I give it up the whole season. We talk about constantly, what are we giving up for Lent? How about giving up being materially selfish? How about giving up being worldly and trying to be more like our Father? Because if our treasures that we store up is where our heart is, and the things we're storing up on earth are all material things, is there anything we have left for us in our storehouse in heaven? Or are we going to get up there and God's going to be like, you know, you weren't bad enough to go to go to that other place, but uh, your house is kind of a little house and uh, there's not much there for you. You weren't a bad person. You didn't kill anybody, but um, you didn't do a, a lot of good either. You were an average person. I'm sorry. There's this show I, I was watching and I've taken a break from it. Maybe I'll give it up for Lent, called The Good Place. And it starts out with this girl who has been told she's in heaven. And she goes, wait a minute. I was a bad person. How did I, I keep my mouth shut? It progresses, and the story ends up. You end up finding out, actually, she's in the bad place, but it's a new concept. The new concept of the bad place is that they're trying to put a whole bunch of horrible people together and make them think they're in the good place and let the torture be them torturing each other. Whether it be emotional torture, whether it be, um, it's just, it's very funny. But she thinks she's in the good place and she's like, what? how did I get here? What did I do to deserve this? Well, you didn't. And it kind of makes me think of, sort of what maybe we should be focusing on. Now, there's no point system to my knowledge. I haven't read that in the Bible yet. However, we are the company we keep. And I think that that goes beyond this earthly realm. If we build up company who aren't the best people, or who are average, They're not bad enough to go to the bad place, but they really shouldn't be in the good place either. How does that translate into our spiritual connection with not only God, but the children of God around us? So I think we need to work on figuring out during when. Instead of focusing on what we're giving up, figuring out what we're storing. Are we storing the right things? Are we storing our love? Are we, are, we, are we showing God's graces and treasures through our love for one another? Are we praying for our enemies? Are we praying and helping the poor? Are we praying and helping those who we really don't like, who have done bad things? Because the hardest part about Christianity isn't the, isn't the forgiveness and sin part for us. It's the forgiveness and sin part for others. Being able to forgive people who have no right to be forgiven. But unfortunately, God calls us to forgive everyone, including our enemies. If someone kills someone, our human side goes, hmm, I don't need to worry about them. They killed someone. Throw them in the gulag and leave them to rot. But unfortunately, our Jesus side tells us that part of learning to be more godlike, theosis, is learning to respond how Jesus would respond. And unfortunately, Jesus responded to some pretty hateful, horrible people. Judas, maybe? With love and compassion. After after Peter denied Jesus three times right before his crucifixion, when he sees him again after the resurrection, There's redemption there. Jesus asks Peter three times, do you love me? And he, of course, responds yes. And and Reverend Elias, a, a friend of mine who also is a minister of the church we worship, the space we worship in, he said, and I truly believe he's right, he said, there was the denial and there was the forgiveness. So if we can learn through the Lenten season, instead of focusing on what to give up, Instead, we should focus on what to do, how to build that storage of spiritual wealth, how to practice theosis in a way that not only serves ourselves but serves others. There was a man who killed somebody. They did it, it was a, it was a crime of passion, it was a one-time thing, they weren't a serial killer, they were just very angry, and disagreed with the person, and reacted emotionally. They went to prison. They were sentenced for life in prison without the opportunity of parole. They they lived in a state where the death penalty didn't exist. But they started asking after their first five years of being in, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be alive anymore. Can you take my life? A priest came to him and ministered to him and said, if you take your own life, how will you be able to continue to be a part of God's children? Not because you killed yourself, but because you're not growing. You're not practicing theosis. You're not building on forgiving yourself for what you did. And if you die without forgiving yourself or forgiving others, who knows how God responds to that. And he changed. He started going to Bible study in the prison. And he became a volunteer minister in the prison to others now i don't know what god's decision was because i'm not god but i think that maybe that was his forsaken forgiveness moment that causes us anxiety it causes us to feel forsaken it causes us to cry out the famous my god my god why hast thou forsaken me But another part of the Bible says, your tears may be shed at night, but joy comes in the morning. So instead of suffering, we're focusing on suffering about fasting. Or instead of suffering on our, feeling anxiety over our, our, our mortality, which is important. Let's use this as an opportunity to build our storage of spiritual treasure. Practice theosis through Lent. See how that guides you. Because if we're trying to be more like Jesus, that includes Jesus on the cross. But instead of condemning those who hung on the crosses next to him, he said, for surely I will see you in heaven. Remember, we are human, but so is Jesus. And if Jesus can be hanging on a cross and still practice compassion to the very end, to the point that he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Let's try practicing a little bit theosis. Instead of being involved in ourselves and the storage of material treasures, which is so easy to do right now because there's so many conflicts that make us want to store everything up and put it away and hide it. Let's store up our spiritual treasures where war can't touch, politics can't touch, disease can't touch. Store your spiritual treasures during life don't give something up build something up something spiritual that will be waiting for you when you go home to your father
0: thank you for listening to our podcast if you felt blessed by the message and would like to join us come and see by joining us for worship every Sunday in the Faith Hall at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in the Colony, Texas. You can also find out more information about us and leave us a donation if you feel so called to support our ministry, or you can join our member registry and subscribe to our newsletter by going to prodigalsonecc.org. We can also be found on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash Prodigal Son ECC and on Instagram at Prodigal Son ECC. Thank you and God bless.